Recorded live. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. We do apologize. Um, had a little technical glitch on this morning. Uh, pray that all is well. This is Pastor Prince with the Temple of the For our morning worship on today, it is another day of reminding just how awesome God is. Uh, the flood that have been the result of Hurricane Harvey has left its residue beyond a shadow of a doubt, and uh, we are simply praying that everyone is safe out of harm's way. Devastation is all over due to the fact of the results of Hurricane Harvey. We're going to um, get our service here on the way. Remember, you can listen at ktorradio.com, or if you do not have Internet access and you need to listen by way of your phone, whether it's a landline or cell phone, that number is 724-444-7444. The ID code is 46493. You would hit the pound sign, and from there, you would hit one Pound. We want to have us a word of prayer, and then we'll get into our lesson on this morning and pray that everybody can stay out of harm's way and continue on with the rest of our day because in everything we still must give thanks despite of what is going on all around us. Most heavenly and gracious Father, we thank you for peace in the midst of this storm, literally and figuratively. We thank you for our families, both natural and spiritual. We thank you for the opportunity to still assemble ourselves thanks to the technology. I ask that you would reach out, touch us wherever we may be, whether it's Somerville, Pine Island, Hempstead, Prairie View, Hockley, California, wherever you may be, that you would be able to receive what thus says the Lord has on this morning. We pray that you would continue to look over those who have been directly devastated by this hurricane. We pray that the tornadoes, that if they must touch, that they do not take the maximum amount of lives. The fact that if it be your will, let no lives be no more taken. Things can be replaced. Homes can be rebuilt. But let not any more devastation of lives be our focal on this day. I ask that you would continue to give me the insight, the guidance that it would take to help draw your people and keep your people focused on what you would have for us on this day. We ask that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we all say thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. 
going to ask you to meet in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 26 and 3. Isaiah 26 and 3. Give you a little time to find that. Isaiah, the 26th chapter, and the third verse, making sure that we got everything in place, on place, checking my little phone status to make sure that everybody is on. Seems that I have a message from Jackie. Oh, Jackie is saying here. Coming, Jackie. Let's see. Jackie. It's still silence. No one can hear anything. Jackie, if you can hear me now, would you please just text me with a one? Amen. All right, I'm sound like I'm being heard right now, so on on the line. I don't know if the internet is not doing what it's supposed to do. Waiting on Jackie to give me that one on the text. But it appears that we are coming through right now. I've not got that indication from Jackie just yet. Or anyone that can hear me uh, would text me at 832-213-8824 with the number one to let me know that you can hear right now. That way we could go ahead. Meanwhile, we're asking you to go to Isaiah, the 26th chapter, verse number 3. Amen. I'm getting a couple of texts in now. Okay, I'm being heard by Sister Catherine. Good morning, Sister Catherine. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Matter of fact, I, I believe I'll sing that this morning. I will bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy 
to go now, Isaiah 26 and 3 reads as such, Thou will keep me, or keep him, in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Amen? I'll go over that one more time. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. And this morning's message would simply be that God is yet in control. God is yet in control. There's no need for us to ponder or even guess on the devastations that Harvey has left at this point, at this moment. And they say that it can get worse. But one thing about it that God is yet in control in the midst of all this chaos, in the midst of all the calamity, in the midst of all the destruction, God yet knows what's best for us. And one thing that I've been taking out of this on this morning, that God is still getting the glory even out of all this devastation, at least from my vantage point. Pastor, how can God be getting the glory out of such destruction, off of such calamity, off of such devastation that's going throughout Texas right now? And homes have been wiped out and people's lives have been changed, but their lives have been changed, but some lives have been changed even in the midst of all this trouble for the good because of the fact that when the trouble began to rise. People didn't look at people because of a financial status. People didn't look at people because of 
ethnicity backgrounds. People didn't look at people because of what side of town you may be coming from. It was people helping people because people were in need. And one thing about God, God does not care about what you look like, what you sound like. He just wants you to be in the number. Saw a young man who brought some gas over for the people that were stricken by these floods. and He was of a Muslim descent, a foreigner's descent, but the people took the gas. Because it wasn't a matter of if you were American and if you were this or if you were that. There was a need. He came through with the need, and his need was greatly appreciated, which means to tell me that God is yet in control. And what we have to hold fast to in the midst of all this, that we must keep our mind on God at all times. I know it's hard. I know it's challenging. I know it's devastating. But somehow, some way, we must hold fast to the word of God. We must hold to God's unchanging hand. We must realize that though he slay me, yet will I trust him, even in the midst of me losing everything. Had another young lady, 18 years old, with a two-year-old child and another one on the way, just moved into her apartment, and she lost everything. And I got upset with the reporter because the reporter wants to keep asking, well, what's going on in your mind? You know what's going on in the mind when you've lost everything, when you don't have much or nothing. But through it all, as the scripture has referred us to, that i got to keep my mind on the Lord. I know it's hard when you're going through. I know it doesn't make sense when you're going through, but somehow, some way, we've got to, Keep our mind on the Lord because God is in control. He's still in control. And when we understand that what we need, we don't just need a a man's peace. We need a perfect peace. And you understand the word perfect doesn't mean a flawless peace or a peace of maturity is what that perfect is talking about that I have to understand that even though I'm going through some things right now, that God is going to bring me out. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I know he's going to do it. And because he's going to do it, I have to let that perfect peace, I got to grow up, I got to mature and understand that God wouldn't allow this to happen if it wasn't something that he needed me to get out of it. And that's the message we have to focus on. That's the, the the hard pill to swallow, if you will. Each and every one of us that hear me right now, you're dealing with something that you didn't volunteer for, but you have to realize that God is yet in control. And because God is yet in control, I've got to I've got to get off my pity party. I've got to understand that God knows what's best for me in whatever situation He allows me to come up to. The question is, can I praise him at any time? The question is, will I trust him through the process? The question is, do I have what it takes internally 
to serve him for eternity, to reign with him for eternity. Yes, it's uncomfortable, but I will keep my mind in perfect peace. And I keep my mind in perfect peace knowing that God is going to bring me through this. God has to have an answer. He has to have an antidote because I couldn't make it this far without him. So then why should today be any different? Yes, I've got to start over. Yes, I've got to rebuild. And I'm not just talking about what Harvey has left behind. I'm talking about in our everyday living. Some of us have made decisions in our lifetime that have shook up our foundation just as Harvey has shaken up foundations throughout Rockport and other parts of southeast Texas or southwest Texas. But however, just as the pieces will get put together, we have to know who is really putting those pieces together. It's not about your insurance claim. It's about the claim of God in your life. It's not about what you're going to replace because God said, if we keep hanging on to things, I'll keep taking away your things till I can get your attention. And that's not a knock or a spear toward anyone that's lost everything, but in the midst of the message, I'm hearing people saying, I thank the Lord that we were able to get out. I thank the Lord that we were able to, to keep the family intact. That lets me know that God is yet in control. There, there are some people who are upset. There are some people who are hot right now, and you cannot blame them because everything that they've known in this part of life has been washed away. But, oh, what a friend we have in the Lord. And to understand and to know that God is yet in control. I can't try to figure out or try to come with a conclusive answer on why God allows certain things to happen because if that were the case, I wouldn't be dealing with the things that I'm dealing with, nor would you be dealing with the things that you're dealing with. But we have to understand and we have to hold fast that God is yet in control. I don't wish this on anyone, but I do know that if I were you, I would say yes. Scripture here says that not only do we have to think about the Lord, but our mind got to stay on the Lord. Now, I understand that we must enjoy life. I understand that we must have balance in everything, but in everything we do give thanks. So that means that even if I'm having a quote-unquote good time, I got to have a quote-unquote good time that would be pleasing to God. But I have to keep my mind stayed on him, not wandering in and out, not teeter-tottering up and down, but keeping my mind stayed on him, even with the friends I keep, the company that I keep, the, the things that I do for quote-unquote entertainment. I have to keep my mind stayed on Would God disapprove of this? Now, don't get me wrong. Now, God has a sense of humor. There's nothing wrong with a good laugh. There's nothing wrong with hanging out with your friends. But in everything, let's be decent and in order on how we're doing what we do. Because when we keep our minds stayed on him, we're reminded that God is yet in control. 
And it says, because he trusted in thee. Now, when I trust in God, I don't retreat as a non-believer does when stuff don't go my way. I don't behave as a non-believer does. I asked a young man, and I think I may have shared it with you all last week, that what is the difference between a Christian and a saint? A lot of times we like to say that we're Christian, but, but Christians need to graduate to become saints because what it takes to become a Christian is that you must simply believe in the Lord. He said, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. Well, okay, I, I believe, so therefore you become a Christian. But when I began to know him by studying to show thyself approved, I graduate to becoming a saint. Now, I'm not talking about the saint that, that walks around Hasatapohosia. Now, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about the saint that walks around with, with, with long skirts and, and no makeup. I'm not talking about that. That's your choice, but I'm talking about a saint who knows what thus says the Lord. And not all of this says, Lord, because all of us are learning. No man, no woman knows everything that God would have. But you are steady grinding to get closer to the Lord to know that God is yet in control. So I've got to graduate from becoming a Christian to becoming a saint. A Christian going to do what he want to do, how he want to do, when he want to do it, because he said, God know my heart. Yeah, God know your heart. That's why he sent Jesus. And that's why Jesus left the Holy Ghost, because he knew our hearts. But when we understand that, that, that God is yet in control and there are some peaks and some valleys in our lives. And as a saint, I have to hold on. As Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him and understand that I got to let God have his way. That's what a saint does. A saint hurts just like a Christian hurts. A saint has doubts sometimes. But he trusts. He trusts in the Lord at all times. We have to know, we have to understand that God is still in control. Whether that significant other has walked out of your life, God is still in control. Whether or not your finances are where you desire them to be. God is still control. Whether or not you agree with the doctor's report or have even accepted the doctor's report, God is still in control. Whether or not no one wants to claim you as a friend, no one wants to include you on their to-do list, God is still in control. And just as Harvey has left his footprints, there will be another hurricane to come by. They said Harvey was the worst hurricane in 50 years. There will be another hurricane to come by. And we have to remember that God 
is still in control. There will be people to come in and out of your life. You have to remember and hold fast that God is still in control. Life and death will come. But we must hold fast that God is still in control. We have to understand that no matter what, no matter how, we must give God his due glory. We must give God the praise that is due his name. And I know it seems difficult. I know it seems rather challenging. And I know it seems flat out hard. But somehow, some way, we've got to keep it together, get it together, and walk it out together. That's why it's important that we, as brothers and sisters of this body, that we keep up with each other, that we keep in touch with each other, not just on Wednesdays, not just on Sundays, but throughout the week. Hey, my brother, hey, my sister, you were on my mind. And I just want to say hi. just want to make sure that everything is all right. Because another thing that has been, been brought about in this flooding is that people of all backgrounds have united as one family that prays together stays together. And when people are able to put aside differences and, and focus on the main thing, and the main thing is that God, as he summed it up in Ezekiel, he said, it is my desire that all souls become saved. If it's his desire, that means that by choice, everybody is not going to become saved. Even though God is in control, you got to want to be saved. And that comes on the choice that we make, because whether I accept God or not, he's yet still in control. Whether I live by his precepts and concepts, he's still yet in control. And that does not change. I have to hold fast and understand even though I may be in a valley low, I serve a God that's on high. Because I serve a God that's on high, there is no weapon that is formed against me that shall prosper. He promised me that it won't work. It can't work. Why? Because God is yet in control. Oh, Lord, I don't understand why I got to go through what I'm going through because God's in control. I'm not feeling this one, Jesus. I wasn't prepared for this. I wasn't ready. But God is yet in control. So if I'm not ready, maybe I need to get ready. And by getting ready, I realize that I'll never be completely ready, but I've got to stay in preparation. I've got to keep grinding. I've got to keep focusing. I've got to keep holding fast and know that God got it. Because God's got it. I can't worry about it. I can't lose sleep over something that God has already orchestrated in my life because the scripture reminds me that he never slumbers nor sleeps. So why do I stay up all night trying to worry about how God's going to fix it out when I already know he didn't work it out? Because he's worked it out, I've got to know 
that whatever comes my way, God is in control. Some of you right now have gotten things on your mind that is troubling you to sleep at night. It's troubling you to stay focused on what you need to stay focused on because you're wondering, how is this going to work and how is that going to work and what's this and what's that? I want to let you know that God is in control. You were at Bible study on Wednesday. You heard my testimony. I'm here to let you know that God has worked that out. Some of you are going like, Pastor, what's your testimony? Should have been there Wednesday. No, you can call me and ask me. But understand, understand that God's ways are not our ways. Proverbs 14 and 12 says, There is a way that seemeth right unto men. It seems right, sounds right, feels right but don't necessarily mean that it's right. Why? Because God is in control, and whatever God wants to happen, it's going to happen. Ready or not, here it comes. Get in or get out. But the Jesus train is going to keep on moving. So when people are coming together, when people are overcoming differences, when people are overcoming uh, the, the, the backgrounds and the, the, the skin tones and the pigmentations and everything and realize God has no respect for person. God knows what he's doing. Can I trust him? Can I hold fast? Can I stay in his will? How do I know if I'm in the will of God when you do what thus says the Lord when there's nobody around looking? Can I still be faithful to God? Not because other folks is watching, not because I'm in the midst of the church family, but because I have a desire to keep my mind on the Lord. Can I do what's right when ain't nobody else around? Can I say what's right when there's nobody else around? Can I be an example? I don't have to tell anybody that I'm saved. I don't have to tell anybody that I'm a born-again believer. My life ought to be able to leave a residue that when people leave my presence, they say it is something about that individual that makes me want to wonder about God, makes me want to serve the God that he served because he tells us in his words, Psalms, I believe it is in uh, Proverbs, I'm sorry, the 27, he said, find the perfect man, mark him, follow the God that he served. Not a man who's never made a mistake, but a man who's grown up, a man who has shown that God's grace and mercy is available to each and every one of us. All you got to do is come out of whatever you're struggling with and know that God is in control, and because God is in control, he will give you perfect peace in the midst of the storm. Tried him for myself, and I know he's all right. I've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. And because the Lord is good, I can walk with my head up, even when others think it ought to be down. Why? Because God's in control. I don't know how, but God's going to do it. I 
continue to grow together and encourage each other. Let us hold fast and know that no one is greater than the next. No one is less than the next. Because you said even in all our righteousness, man's righteousness was that of a filthy rag. That our depths are nothing but a thimble compared to you. I pray that you bless every home of the temple. And for that, Lord, I pray that the temple is still in one piece when we return. I pray that homes that have been overtaken, that they can find the peace and the solitude that lies within you. Because things will and can be replaced. It may take a while, but they can be replaced. But, Lord, I pray that in all this devastation that you can help us draw closer unto thee. I want you to look over our children as they prepare to get ready to go back to school. It was supposed to be on this Monday, Lord, but because of the devastation of Harvey, they're going to be delayed. And I'm praying that each and every student, Lord, will have the mind and the, and the heart, the temperament, to serve you in spite of what peer pressure may be coming upon them, in spite of however they feel excluded, Lord, that let them know that they're included by the blood of Jesus. Lord, I ask you right now that you would look on us as parents, that we can continue to be the rock that these children need in order to make wise decisions that will help them to become young men and young women in this society. Continue to look on us as a church family, that we stay focused on your will and not on what's the fad, not on what's the latest and the greatest crave, oh God, but your word be steadfast and true in our walk, that your word be steadfast and true in our talk, that your word be steadfast and true in how we deal not only with each other but with our enemy. And let us stay focused and know that through it all, we remember that you love us and you still care. You'll never put more on us. Why? Because you're in control. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you all so much for your support and listening to today's broadcast. One thing about it, God has given us the technology and the ability to continue to allow his word to move forward. That we're mighty grateful and mighty thankful. Some of you who may not be able to Get in and out and about. Don't forget the website at ktorradio.com. You can listen. You'll be able to go back and listen to this and other sermons that we produce because it's about a service for God's people. I love each and every one of you. It was good to see and hear from Sister Stalina on this morning. Everyone else who chimed in, Sister Catherine and Jackie and Sister
to honor. And I know I don't want to start calling out people because I start missing. I hadn't looked at the text of all those who text in, but I, I know that you were there. Thank God for those who listen in on a regular basis from wherever part of the country that you're in. Remember that the Temple of Refuge is located at 45372 Old Highway 290 in the beautiful city limits of Prairie View, Texas. Our meeting times are 9 a.m. Central Standard Time on Sunday morning, Wednesdays. We meet at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. I am Pastor Prince. Thank you all so much. And as always, you be blessed. We'll see you on the other side.